0: In the morning. Set in the 1970s, Billy D. Williams portrays a black militant who attempts to get a group of white radicals to help him in the war against racism. He fails, and what follows is a racial bloodbath. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B movie B-Movie bros. Here are B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are, back for uh, round two of Black Exploitation Month um, in this February. We're checking out the 1972 film Final Come Down. You heard what the back of the DVD box has to say. Let's let's just dive right into the shit worth of te- technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Oh yeah. You you can go first, Paul. All right, let's start
1: with the top three. Ooh, positives. Oh yeah. Number three, the music was pretty good in this film. Uh, a lot of jazz type music, you know. It was it was pretty entertaining for the most part. Number two, there was some decently done chase scenes and shootouts, you know. Helped the movie, like, be somewhat entertaining. And number one, Billy D. Williams was the
0: protagonist. And, you know, that's pretty cool. So for me, number three, someone actually uses the term jiving in this
1: movie. But yet no one was called a jive turkey. I was really disappointed by that. But I mean,
0: anytime someone use, uses jive in any iteration, I just I just love it. It is an underrated word. Um, number two, the music in this movie is, it, it's pretty good. It's nice. It's funky. It's fresh. It keeps the beat going. Bring in the noise. Bring in the funk. Number one, at the end of the movie, there is a pretty long like shootout between the main characters group and the police. And it's kind of like an old Western film where like people are just kind of fucking like coming out of windows and shooting and falling over and tumbling around and jumping off rooftops and like flying backwards into barrels and shit. It's a uh, it, it's it's goofy over the top shootout entertainment. Oh, yeah. If the movie didn't try to take it so
1: seriously, it would have been really, really fun to watch. Well, I guess that means it's it's time for the bottom three, Paul. All right, for number three, Billy D. Williams does not have a mustache in this movie, which is really off-putting because the only other movie I remember seeing him in was um, uh, the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So I was don't don't forget Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Oh yeah, he was in that one, and he did have his mustache.
0: That's true. He was the
1: Reverend. Like, who is this guy? Like, no mustache. That's not the Billy D. We know. All right, so number two, Billy D.'s character is. Completely unlikable. He's just a giant douche who just, like, drags down, at, down everybody's mood. Like, he's at a party, and he starts talking about racism and stuff. And after he's done having sex, starts talking about how we all going to die. we all going to get shot and everything. I'm like, dude, you know, you is that really how you want to spend, like, your time after sex or at a party? Like, come on, man. Like, lighten up at least a little bit. And number one... This movie has a ton of flashbacks that are really inconsistent and completely incoherent. They failed to really tell what was going on in the story, and really, they were so random, they could have shown anything. Like, there could have been a scene of, like, Billy D. Williams juggling turkeys or something like that, and it would have made just as much sense as anything else we saw in this film.
0: So for me, number three... Uh, coincidentally, it's because Billy D. Williams does not have a mustache. It was a crime against nature. I mean, seriously, when I look at the fucking box art for this film, on the front cover, there's Billy D. Williams with a mustache. On the back, there's Billy D. Williams with a mustache.
1: It's it's literally just
0: Lando Calrissian. On the back is yeah, literally his portrait is Lando Calrissian. I don't know what the front is from, but obviously it's not from this movie because in this movie he does not have his mustache. Oh, yeah. Number two, the acting in this movie is pretty terrible. I mean, aside from Billy D. Williams, um, whose acting is decent in this movie, um, not really the greatest, but, you know, leaps and bounds beyond everyone else in this film, uh, the acting is terrible. Number one, I agree, Paul. This film is a jumbled mess of scenes which haphazardly cut back and forth between past and present with no true transition or explanation. Meaning, I can't follow the fucking story for goddamn anything.
1: Yeah, they'll jump to, like, a scene from the past it's like, wait, when did this take place? Like, how did this lead to this? And then you're left with a conflict that you have no idea how they
0: got to. It's really weird. Yeah, so, uh... Hmm. I, I guess we didn't mention the, uh... The dialogue, but let's... Well, uh, we mentioned the same jive, Yeah, yeah, jiving. So, uh, let's let's give it a go with a good old-fashioned Quote war! Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and uh, you can tell us who won. Um, I guess I'll get started here. No one gives you nothing for nothing, son. I hope one day you blow your fucking brains
1: out. I'm just not there yet. Ain't nothing changed in 300 years. That's good. I can dig it. Damn it, woman. This ain't no
0: time to be jiving. You blow too much soul, man. And that ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film, please let us know in the comments below or anything else about this film. Yeah, it was one good thing. The dialogue was at least entertaining. So, you know, at least there's that. Well, I, I guess it's it's time to give us our film, our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 7 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10. So the final come down is the story of Johnny and his oppression by the white man. It is filled with random cuts, terrible acting, and a story which revolves around people getting shot because they picked a fight against the police instead of working hard. And yes, that's exactly what Johnny said at one point in this film. He said he'd either have to fight, you know, against them being the police, or work hard like the grocery store owner. This movie jumps around so much that, like, I could never actually figure out what was going on. But just, just, I keep, I keep dwelling on that. Johnny's like, oh, I either have to fight or work hard. Like, well, then why don't you just work hard, Johnny? Why don't you just work hard? Yeah, it seemed like literally every conflict in this movie was easily avoidable. Well, then, you know, they they did show him, like, at all these, like, trying to get a job, and people were just like, uh, no. Sorry, man. Yeah. And it was always, you know, shown to be of, of a racist motivation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see where he's coming from, I guess, but still seemed like it was pretty easily avoidable. All
0: right, so I gave it an eight
1: out of ten because the final come down is one of the one of those movies that tries to tell a compelling story, but is so inept that it fails to express even the most co- any coherent thought. Most of the scenes consist of flashbacks that seem random and inconsistent. The dialogue attempts to explain the conflict going on throughout the film, but does little in regards to actually explaining anything that's really going on as far as i could tell there was this conflict for the sake of conflict the shoot at the at the end of the film was pretty cool and you know billy d williams was the protagonist still i don't think this movie did a very good job at making whatever point it was attempting to make
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty obvious what the point of the film is, but it's just, it's done in such a terrible way. Yeah, they seem to think that, like, by saying, well,
1: this is a racist world and, you know, we're battling racism, that that's enough, but they don't, they show, the only times they show it are in these really contrived ways, and most of it's just them saying it. And I'm like, you need to do a better job of showing this. I mean, I guess it was made in the 70s where people knew it was it was a different time. But, you know, watching it nowadays, it's like, alright, well, I need to actually
0: see more, like Well, they even have like there there's one black police officer that like everybody's hassling at one time, even though this film is supposed to be about how, you know, the black man is oppressed and everything. Um, but yet there's this black police officer who is, you know, doing the same exact thing as all the other police officers. He was just one of I, them. You know, I I, I don't know. It's 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 hard for them to like say one thing and then show another. Hey, uh.
1: Yeah, they they could have constructed this a lot better. This is this movie is a good example of show don't tell. I mean, and why that why that rule exists because all this movie really did was it.
0: Told, but didn't really show too much. Well, that's enough about this film for now. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every film we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie and A-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. I gave my A-movie companion to the 1992 film Malcolm X.
1: I picked Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back, from
0: 1980. Well, both Malcolm X and Final Come Down... Have a story revolving around a character fighting for the rights of the black man, whether it's Johnny Johnson. Yes, that was the main character's name in the final come down. Johnny Johnson. So clever. Or Malcolm X. Both films feature a story showing different periods of a man's life, whether it's Johnny's life, where it haphazardly cuts around to different points of him doing random things, or Malcolm X and his progression from, you know, young man to... Um, Islamic leader. Both films feature an actor who is considered a sex symbol for one reason or another, either Billy D. Williams in his, you know, sex the mustache, or Denzel Washington in his chiseled good looks. In the end, both films have the main character dying by getting shot. And both films came out in a year ending in the numeral two, whether it was Malcolm X in 1992 or a final come down. In nineteen seventy-two.
1: Well, there you go. Alright, I picked Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, because the characters in both films are rebelling against an unjust system. In The Last Come Down, the characters led by Billy D. Williams are fighting against, you know, the racist society. Um, there is a group of evil law enforcers attacking the characters in both films. The Empire Strikes Back has these stormtroopers who work for the Empire. And the last comeback has racist police attacking everybody around. And finally, both movies, of course, have Billy D. Williams.
0: So there you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of the final Come Down, check out Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, or Malcolm X. Now... I think it's time we tell everybody how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Boom, 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 boom. I'll give you some drinking games for the film and then social Paul, but remember friends, drink responsibly. Number 1. Every time somebody mentions Johnny getting shot, take a drink. Number 2. Anytime the cops do something to someone just because they're black, take a drink. Number 3. Every time people, you know, at the cop car are yelling at the police, Take a drink. Number four, whenever the film inexplicably cuts to another scene from another time, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's Black Exploitation Month, every time you hear soul or funk music begin, take a drink. Every time Billy
1: D-, Will- Billy D. Williams talks about racism, take a drink. Every time someone gets shot, take a drink. Every time you see a white person, take a drink. And every time there's a flashback, take a drink.
0: And there you have it, friends. That's how to drink away the slick.
1: If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below.
0: So that's the end of week two here um, in Black Exploitation Month. We've seen two movies. Uh, let's let's rank them. Um, number two for me was Black Shampoo. Um, it was just a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, there was a fair amount of nudity, but just the story went absolutely nowhere, and uh, the action was like not very action packed. The final come down, there was kind of, sort of, maybe a story. Um, there was a moral you know, that they tried to portray, but above all and else, there's like a 15 minute, like Western style shootout at the end of the movie that just, you know, if I would just watch that shootout portion, it, it would be grand, but uh, coupled with the rest of the movie brought it down, but it still lands at the number one so far this month for me. I actually had the opposite for number two. I had the final come down. It
1: was just so incoherent, it tried to be serious, but did a bad job at really portraying what it was trying to portray. And it had some good action, but even that wasn't that well done. And number one, I picked black shampoo. It was not the greatest movie by any stretch of the imagination, but hey, it had some fun scenes, and it didn't take it so seriously. And to be honest, I'd rather watch a movie that, didn't even try to take itself seriously than one that tried taking itself
0: seriously and failed miserably at it. So next week we get to face off against man's greatest creation in artificial life, Paul. Oh boy. We get to watch Blackenstein. Ooh, scary. Straight from 1973. (laughs) This ought to be good. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive and be back for more. And all my needs fulfilled. I